All right, this next hand is actually the very next hand from that 9-10 offhand. And this is a good example of what can happen when you're a little bit too amped up and don't know how to control it. So, uh, I pretty standard, you know, and actually that hand pretty much got us back to even um, for the tournament. We both are sitting on about 60 big blinds, even stacks. And I min open the button to 80k, manic 3 bets to 220k, and I called with king jack off, jack of hearts. Uh, on an a6-7 two hearts flop, manic made it 140k. I raised small to 315k, and he called. So let's talk about preflop for a moment. Uh, some players would say, hey, like, why don't you 4-bet? King-Jack is a good hand for heads-up, and so it, it seems like a good spot to value 4-bet against someone who is aggressive. You know, that's a decent argument, but I don't think that people think far enough past, you know, the fact that King-Jack is a strong hand. The thing that you want to consider, and one of the fundamental components of being a good no-limit player, is understanding uh, domination theory and how often people can can continue against your bets. Now, in my opinion, you know, we didn't have the dynamic or at least I didn't know have enough history with him where I uh, I felt comfortable four bet and calling a five bet jam at this stage of the tournament. So it's important whenever you're deciding whether to re-raise someone on any street uh if they if they can continue with worse and what your real logic is behind behind putting in a four bet. I think King Jack is the perfect hand to call with. If you think that he can have some lighter three bets in his range, like a jack six suited, a king four suited, um, you know, those are, it, you know, by calling actually keeps in worse and gives him some reverse implied. And yeah, I think that on a lot of flops that are good for us, he's going to try to represent a strong hand. And being in position this deep, we're going to be able to make some very informed decisions. So there's really no need to to put in a 4-bet or anything fancy like that. This seems like the perfect hand to call with. The flop is where it gets kind of interesting. A couple of things to consider. One, or a couple of things to consider when you're evaluating what the best line is. Usually I try to think of whether my opponent is going to be barrel happy or not, or what, how often they're willing to follow through with a bluff. I think that Although Manic has it in him, I think that he's more of the type of player to like be one and done on most boards. So I don't think, for example, let's say that he somehow has, um, let's say he has like King Queen or he has like uh, Queen Ten suited or something like that, like suited suited big cards. On this flop, I don't think he's gonna just barrel the turn without a flush draw. Like he's not gonna just go. He's not he's not gonna rip through a bunch of big blinds like that. So. It's important to, when you're evaluating players to think about that. Think about, and of course, where you get this information is from observing them. But what you want to consider is, is he the type of player that, you know, when facing a little bit of pushback or a little bit of aggression, responds with more aggression? Or is he the one that, that kind of shuts down? And I think that there really is two different player types like that. And I think that, you know, it's not, not to say that Manic's a bad player or that he... Or that he's not aggressive, certainly. I think it's just that if you, with these stack sizes, he's not going to be doing anything crazy. He's not going to, like, risk it all on a bad bluff or something. So, back to the flop. Our main goal here should be to represent an ace. 
realize our equity if we have any you know if he has like tens or something we want to be able to realize that equity um all for the best price possible so all of that being said i really like floating more than raising i personally as a rule of thumb against players who are aggressive on later streets like let's say that they were had a big a very high turn barreling frequency and this was a cash game i would prefer to raise them early in the hand and um now i it depends a little bit on what your actual hand value is. If you, I prefer to raise early in the hand when I have little equity. Um, but of course, if if you have if you're facing an opponent who has a high turn barreling frequency and you have a lot of equity, you have a lot of turns that you can jam on, or you have a lot of turns that you can call down on, then raising the flop is bad. But here, like, um, sometimes in a cash game, I would like raise here to represent like a light semi bluff be able to barrel like straight completing or flush completing cards. And I think that that was really my, my plan here was raise because sometimes he folds like under pairs or other like kind of big cards. And also raise because I thought that there was a chance that if he decided to peel my flop raise light that I could represent hearts uh, on later streets. And, you know, the way the hand played out, like I really don't like my river call. He ended up making an unbelievable value bet with queens which like kudos to him because i really part of the profitability of my call had to do with the fact that i didn't think he could value bet queens and i really didn't i wasn't sure that he would like value bet an ace although looking back i'm assuming that he would just value bet an ace i mean my hand looks like it looks like air or it looks like a you know miss semi bluff or something like that so i thought that a lot of his asex would just check and i and i believe that was the reasoning that i called is because i didn't think I thought that he could still have some, like, you know, missed, missed draws, and he certainly wasn't capable of value, but I think something this thin. 